0: What is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to bring the five game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings Thursday night football. I know you're excited, guys, for Jets and Colts, um, but if you are going to play that slate, make sure to check out my video um, and I'll might be doing a live stream for that one as well. Um, if you're unable to watch uh, the YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DKDFS Show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, now is the perfect time. Beginning of the month. Beginning of the month. Sorry, I can't talk. A few different packages: NBA, NFL, and Esports packages that I offer. Again, more info down below. And uh as always I want to thank the sponsor Prize Picks. I was checking out the NBA board, don't see it up yet, but you can play NFL. Um so yeah, if this is your first time watching, guys, you're not familiar, um prize picks are basically player pop sites, so you can take over-under on fancy points or over-under on like single stats. So like for NFL, you can take over-under on passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Um you can mix and match too. So like you can use a couple from NFL, a couple from NBA. Um so yeah, I, I like it, it's a nice change of pace because you're not playing against someone, you're just playing against the house. So if you guys wanna try it out, you can sign up, use my code, DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, you'll get 100% match up to $100. So basically, if you deposit your first time using $100, my code, you'll get a free $100 to play with. All right, and I wanna thank you guys again for your continued support. Make sure, if you do enjoy, to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you know I upload videos and go live. All right, so uh, I guess before we get into players and the prices, we can take a look back at my lineup here from uh, tonight. So, uh, tonight I thought it was going to be a really big night. Ended up just being money line uh, for all my GPPs because, uh, well, a couple things. So, first, let's just go over my whole lineup. So, Lamella Balls, Fima, Kyle, Luke, Batum, Draymond Green, Eubanks, uh, Pat Bev, Luka Doncic, Jonas Valanciunas. Let's start with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson So I finally get the I've You guys know I can't quit Luka I finally get the massive First half from Luka It's like 38 fancy points or something I'm like oh my god Lobo and Luka, smashing. This is going to be a great night Everyone else is doing good too I'm like oh yes this is going to be a great night Then Jalen Brunson happened Then Jalen Brunson Turned into Michael Jordan I guess he's just the best player of all time Once again I will bring up though I make Jalen Brunson a core play 2 of 10 shooting 10 fancy points Massive bust Every other game He's just the best player in the world One other thing before we go over the rest of my lineup Happen to see what Jaron Jackson Jr. did tonight If not, just go ahead and Take a look at what Jaron Jackson Jr. did Okay, back to the rest of my lineup. Um, yeah, the blowout in Golden State Charlotte didn't uh, didn't help me. I obviously had Lamelo and Draymond there. Um, you know, only one steal for Draymond, no blocks. Little bit of an outlier there. Normally, he's a guy that can pick up a couple of steals, a couple of blocks. I was fine at the play. just kind of had a floor game there. And if you were watching that game, it was really frustrating. I felt like Draymond would pass it to someone wide open, and they would just do, like, an extra pass. Like, no one wanted to shoot in Golden State. like, just shoot the ball. Watching that game, uh, having Draymond was so frustrating. So they kept going the extra pass, and then it was just like, yeah, that was frustrating. Um, Steve McHillick was fine. Again, he was salary relief play. Uh, Batum. He played like nine first-half minutes. Now, he still got there in the second half, luckily. But, yeah, still losing a shift hurt for sure for Batum. Um, he could have won for like 40-plus if he would have played his normal shift in the uh, in the first half. So that was definitely a little bit tilting. Um, Eubanks, talked about him, talk about Thad Young. like them both. Um, I don't want Eubanks who's a little bit cheaper. Uh, you could have played both, actually, Thad Young. I think one for almost 30 fancy points. Uh, Pat Beverly was key. I never thought I'd be uh, thanking Pat Beverly uh, but yeah, forty fancy points—a pretty low ownership, only seventeen percent in this contest. Um, yeah, I really liked him once we knew he was starting. And then uh, again, Luca had like forty fancy points in the first half. Cardio second half because Jalen Brunson's the best player to ever play. And then Jonas Valanciunas randomly got his minutes cut. It was a back-to-back, but yeah, they they added. Three, they actually played three centers tonight, and they pulled him last few minutes. So that's why I said you can't be results oriented. He lost minutes. Um. So it is what it is. Again, none of the really spin up centers did well. Cat bust. Embiid bust. Um. So a cheaper. Jonas Valanciunas. That was really popular. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, still, still. Again, money line for me in GPPs. I thought it was gonna be a really big night going into the late games. But again, Jonas Valanciunas floor game. Uh, Draymond floor game. And then Lamelo was just all right. So, um, and then again, Luca could have had a, a massive game too, but just Jalen Brunson's the best player to ever play. I will say, Miles Bridges is really good at watching that game. That was the first Hornets game I watched live. He's really good, actually. Um like this team is that team's pretty exciting. With with LaMelo and Miles Bridges, um, yeah, he's he's good. Um but all right, let's go over the winning lineup here in the this is the Rainmaker. So it was, I think it was a $3,000 entry or a little a bit over that. Uh, well, let's see. Where is it? Uh, rules and scoring. Eh. Oh, it's up here. $3,180 entry. I think it was 100 and 135 people entered it. So again, you can go back and look and check out You know who's playing what. Um, but let's just take a look at some ownership here. So Pat Beverly, a lot higher on in the super high stakes. He was about 30% uh, in this contest. Uh, the winning lineup had both Chetty and Dean Wade. That's a little bit interesting because neither did great. 14 for Dean Wade, uh, 18 for Chetty. Again, Jaron Jackson Jr., are you serious, bro? It's just a cruel joke. It's a cruel joke this season. Every single time someone that lets me down, the next game, ceiling night. Jared Allen is just going to play 48 minutes, You got He played like 42 minutes. He played 21 first half minutes, Jared Allen. Absolutely insane. Um, he had Steph Curry, who was a bust, and Jonas Valchunas, who was really, really popular in the high stakes. Um, he did have 2% Miles Bridges, who went nuts. Um, let's see. Was there any other ownership I wanted to go over? Eubanks was very popular, about 60%. Not a big surprise there. Again, Jalen Brunson, the best player in the world. He's better than Luka. Build the team around Brunson. Um Draymond about 20% Again a lot of the sped up centers busted Cat bust and bead bust Jokic ended up getting there He got 60 fancy points um, I played him against Memphis though He got him with like 48 Just want to mention that Um Yeah I think that was Really it for ownership And the look back guys Hope you guys had a good night I saw a lot of y- all you guys In the discord did well And a lot of you on Twitter as well So Looks like a, a pretty solid night overall for you guys. Again, uh, it was a min-cash for me, money line. I really thought it was going to be a big night going into the late games. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. So uh, going over this five-gamer, it's kind of an ugly slate. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty ugly five-game slate. Um, but you have to decide whether or not you can play both. You could be a degenerate like me and play both. the five, This gross five-game NBA slate or Thursday night football Jets-Colts. Uh, but yeah, but, uh, Celtics and Heat is the only game we have out right now. 214 over under, and the Heat are seven and a half point favorites. So we'll start off with Philadelphia. It's a back to back, so keep an eye on Joel Embiid's status. Um, you no, know, he has not played. There hasn't been a back to back yet, I don't think, for, for Philadelphia. This would be the first one. So he did rest that one game uh, a few games ago. So there's a chance Embiid doesn't play here. So that's pretty big to keep an eye on. If Joel Embiid does play, He's a fine spend-up, but he's really been kind of disappointing this year. Like he busted too. I think he only had like forty-two fancy points or something with everyone out. Again, I saw that on Twitter probably about five times. The his usage or his what was he at? two fancy points per minute without Benson and Tobias Harris. Um, he's just not been the same player this year. I think that knee injury really is bothering him, but. Yeah, if Embiid plays, he's a fine-contained spend-up. If Embiid misses, then Andre Drummond revenge game, 6.5K. Still about probably $3,000 too cheap, so I'd really like Drummond if Embiid does miss. South Curry at 5'9", I think it's perfectly fine. Does get a usage bump without Tobias Harrison in the lineup. Um, you know, a little reliant on the scoring, but, the, you know, someone's got to hit some shots in this team. Maxi played big minutes tonight. I think he played, like, 37 minutes. I don't know the, 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 the previous game up here yet. Um... He's fine option. Again, with Milton, healthy, uh, does always worry me a little bit with Maxi, Korkmaz, Niang, uh, both these guys probably played 25 to 30 minutes. I think both are decent values at their respective prices. Niang's played really well last couple games. 4-7 for Korkmaz, 4-4 for Niang, both in play. And then yeah, Milton, 3-9, probably gets around 20 minutes. I think he is firmly in play for value as well. They started thiable last game. If he starts again, he is viable uh, but he's going to get a lot of his points from the defensive stats. I think he had three steals and two blocks. He played like 38 minutes, so... There is definitely some potential here for value for um, Philadelphia, especially if Embiid gets ruled out. So, um, you know, good matchup against Detroit, shorthanded team, possibly really shorthanded if Embiid misses. Yeah, monitor that status. All right, moving on to Detroit. God, I was really hoping they would price these guys up because I don't want to play the Pistons, but just look at the price points. Like Cade cutting him 4K, really. You couldn't make him like 6K, so I wouldn't have to think about it. God, he's still a great play again tonight or tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we'll start with Jeremy Grant, 6.8K. Doesn't really stand out. Sadiq Bey had an awful game last game. Absolutely awful. That was definitely his floor. Um, now he's priced sub-6K. I kind of I prefer the price on Sadiq Bey uh, to Jeremy Grant. The bigs and Stewart, no Linux. Stewart playing around 20 minutes. He's only 4.6K. Doesn't really stand out. Olenek, um, I think in a competitive game, probably plays around 20 minutes. So was making viable for tournaments. Josh Jackson minutes went down with Cade Cunningham uh, coming back, so that obviously uh, makes him pretty risky. And then Cade Cunningham, yeah, played 29 minutes, and he shot 0 of 9 from 3, but only 4K. Uh, It's going to be hard not to go back to Cade Cunningham, so um, I think he makes for a really good value, assuming he doesn't shoot 5% from the field. Killian Hayes has also just been Awful for this team, absolutely awful. Um, but he's playing, you know, low to mid twenties minutes at sub four K. He's also in play. Could you play both Pistons guards together? Yeah, I guess. Again, this team is just, oh, it is so gross. It's hard to be a Pistons fan, I'll tell you that, guys. Um, and then Trey Lyles is actually playable, I guess. So play around fifteen minutes. He's been pretty productive for this team, knocking down some shots. But like, it's just like Corey Joseph is getting minutes. God, this Pistons roster is just so gross. Um, All right, let's move on to Utah and Atlanta. So I want to mention, they have Rudy Gobert that is out. He is not, in fact, out. That's Rudy Gay that is out. Um, We'll start down with Mitchell, who actually might be out. He's questionable. Came back in that game, which is a good sign, but might be a little bit sore. So Mitchell at 9.4K going up against Atlanta. Doesn't really stand out to me. If he plays, he's viable for tournaments. If he misses, that's where things change, right? Then I I like Conley a good amount. Then Clarks and Ingles become viable. We also have Royce O'Neal, who's questionable too. So that could be more minutes for some of these wings. So Utah, normally a team I kind of avoid. But if if Mitchell and Royce O'Neal are both out tomorrow, then I'm probably going to want some Utah exposure. So again, Mike Conley... We'll play around thirty minutes, um, but if there's no Don Mitchell, his usage would go way up. So would like to get him out. Clarkson minutes would bump up to probably close to thirty minutes. He'd be firmly in play again. Ingles would probably start and play around thirty minutes. Um, would like him for value, but but Donovich, I never play him because he's so reliant on the scoring. But like, yeah, he's only five K. Uh, Whiteside I mentioned is this sneaky tournament play that last night. Uh, he smashed twenty-seven fans points in only fifteen minutes. I don't mind him again. Again, Gobert is gonna play, but like. Whiteside's still viable. 15 to 18 minutes, good point for a guy. Sure, I'm good with that. And then, yeah, again, if, if Royce O'Neal and Mitchell are out, then Conley, Clarkson, Ingalls all become pretty good plays. And then, like, does Eric Pascal maybe become viable? Possibly at the flatman price, he would be at least in consideration if both O'Neill and Mitchell are out, too. All right, moving on to Atlanta. So, tough matchup here. Trey Young at almost 10K. Viable for tournaments, but that's about it. Um, now, Capella's played over 30 minutes the last couple games. That's good to see. 33. I think he played 33 tonight, too. So, yes, it's a tough matchup, but if we're going to get around or over 30 minutes from Clint Capella, firmly in play. Uh, John Counseling played 37 minutes. Again, a tougher matchup, but, like, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he has upside. So, the main three guys for Atlanta, I think, are all in play. I'll say all more tournament options for me. Below that... And it's just, I just avoid this team. The, the wings are just its too much of a headache uh, with Bogdanovich and Reddish and Hunter and Herder and Gallinari. And Herder's just randomly inactive one game, and he's coming back and playing 25 minutes. It's like, I just, you can't trust these wings. If you want to, you know, take your shots here and there in large field tournaments, go for it. For my one lineup, I'm just not even considering it. All right, Boston and Miami. Another tough spot here for Boston. Tatum and Brown, with their respective prices, don't really stand out to me. Horford, once again, is going to be my favorite play. Liked him a good amount tonight. I'm fine with him in this slate. Uh, again, the price is up and it's a tough matchup, but he's probably going to play around 30 minutes and he's doing a really good job. <coughs> <Ooh>. <coughs> Sorry about that. And still got a little bit of a cough here. Um, Yeah, I think Horford is probably my favorite play in the Celtics, but like, still not a must at 7-4 in a tough matchup, right? And there's not much else here. Robert Williams at 5'8". Schroeder and Smart are seem priced about right. It's it's tough. It's hard hard to feel really good about these guys, especially now going up against Miami, too. Moving on to the Miami side. A little bit, little, little bit more to like here. I like the matchup a little bit better here for Miami. Jimmy Butler at 9.6K. Again, this is a weird slate. He actually looks like one of the best spend-ups, right? Just look at all the other spend-ups in the slate It's like Jimmy actually looks kind of good at almost 10K, which is really, really weird to say. So um, I do kind of like Jimmy Butler. I think Bam and bio looks pretty good too. The top two guys from Miami I I like in in an up-tempo game for them. So uh, the top two guys I think are solid. Lowry at almost 8K. I think I'd rather get to Jimmy and Bam for a little bit more. And then my boy, Tyler Hero. Again, last year, right, everyone was like, oh, Tyler Hero is trash. That was an outlier year, rookie year. Kid's good kid's good um and he's playing big minutes 30 32 32 and 35 minutes last three games at 6.7k he's viable he's getting a look at his shot attempts 13 19 20 um he's handling the ball a decent amount too so he's getting some peripheral stats i'm good going to Tyler the hero the valley here for miami i'll talk about it because it's a short slate duncan robinson is always in play but again he has to hit his shots Dwayne Dedman is playable, right? He's a high-usage backup center, kind of like Hassan Whiteside that's going to play around 15 minutes. So, same thing I said about Whiteside. He's viable. Oh, Markeith Morris and P.J. Tucker. It just pains me to talk about these guys, but we have to go over it because it's a small slate. I think we get around 15 to 20 minutes from Markeith Morris. Sure, you can play him. P.J. Tucker plays a little bit more, but is... One of the worst fantasy producers uh, ever in the history of basketball. So, um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on those two Miami wings. All right, Houston and Phoenix. So, a couple pieces of news to keep an eye on here for Houston. Actually, pretty big. Could open up some value. Eric Gordon and Daniel Tice. We'll start with Christian Wood. Um, 8.8K. I think he makes for a good option. He would look better if DeAndre Ayton gets ruled out. If there's no DeAndre Aiden, I think Christian Wood should be able to have his way against Frank Kaminsky and JaVale McGee. Like you saw what Jonas Valanciunas said. He was smashing. So um, even though the price is up on, on Wood, if there's no Aiden, that would be a pretty big boost for, for Wood. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. 6.4K. It just feels too cheap. And he played 40 minutes last game. Now, I don't think he plays 40 minutes again, but... If we're going to get 35 minutes from Kevin Porter Jr. on a night-to-night basis, even in a tough matchup, I'm, I'm fine at that price point. Uh, Jalen Green, again, more reliant on the scoring, but he also played big, big minutes there. Uh, viable tournament option, and then KPJ looks a little bit safer. Jay Sean Tate, um, I watched a little bit of that Lakers team. He's a really good defender. Like, I think he's going to go down, like, he's he's going to be one of the better defenders, I think, years to come in the NBA. Um, like, he was playing really good defense on LeBron James. Minutes have been all over the place. He has, I think, he got injured this game. And then, like, he's been in foul trouble a lot because he's always guarding, like, the opposing team's best player. But at 5.2K, I think he goes a little bit overlooked. Again, I know production's been all over the place for him, but the upset is there. So, a little bit understand Jay Sean Tate and Gordon and Tice both questionable. If they're both out, we'll start with uh, Alfred and Sengen, who started last game um, did get some foul trouble. Didn't have his best game, but I would be fine going right back to the wall assuming he does start. A pretty good point-per-minute guy. KJ Martin at 3.6 played a lot more. He was basically out of the rotation. With, with Tice out, he played 28 minutes. So 3.6K KJ Martin, that looks pretty solid. Um, if there's no Gordon, again, David Nawaba probably gets around 15 minutes, but I wouldn't be as excited about that. So yeah, Gordon and Tice, pretty big news. Uh, could open up more value there for Houston. Houston. All right, on the Phoenix side, so Deandre Ayton, six point six k. Again, this is big. This is really, really big. He's questionable. If he can't go, well, I like the I like Javale McGee and Frank Kaminsky. They're going to split the starting minutes. Both are good point per minute guys. Javale McGee a little bit better point per minute. He probably plays less minutes. Uh, But Frank Kaminsky, he played almost thirty minutes, went for thirty five fancy points. So, and he's power forward eligible, which is really nice. Would really like both Phoenix um, bigs if there's no Deandre Ayton. If DeAndre Ayton plays, I actually do like him at 6.6K. Going up against Christian Wood, not the best defender, probably plays 30 to 34 minutes. Would like Ayton if he plays. And the two guards in Booker and Paul, well, I think if this game is competitive, Chris Paul is a pretty safe play. He's been playing a little bit more recently, 37, 36 minutes. Now, I don't know if he's going to get average 37 minutes a game, but if we're going to get you know 32 to 34 minutes from Chris Paul... I think it makes him firmly in play. Again, a guy that obviously has a higher floor than Devin Booker because the assist hit eighteen assists last game. Uh Booker, a little bit more boomer bust, has a higher ceiling than Paul, but a little bit of a lower floor. You saw it last game. He's I think he had like fifteen fancy points going to the fourth quarter. So both Phoenix guards are in play. Chris Paul the safer option. Booker a little more boomer bust. As you guys know with the wings, Bridges and Crowder there in play. I think Bridges played forty two minutes last game don't think we get 42 again from him but like yeah you can always use them as secondary options um cam johnson uh, let me down last slate but if we're gonna get over 20 minutes from him he's always in play uh at basically mid price all right, finally, the Thunder and the Lakers. So this game does have some blowout risk. But as I say with the Thunder, if they want to keep this game competitive, you know why, right? It's S.J. and it's Josh Giddy. So Shea Gillis-Alexander, 8.4K, I do think is firmly in play. The one thing I will say is he's losing some assists, right, with Josh Giddy handling the ball a little bit more. Um, so that does make him a little bit riskier. But in a competitive game, he's going to play around 40 minutes, which... I'm fine going to. So, like SGA, obviously the blowout at risk. I think Giddy a little bit safer for the price point. He actually played 35 minutes last game. That's really good to see. Again, the assist numbers up on Giddy. He's handling the ball a good amount. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So I like Josh Giddy at 5.8. The rest of the Thunder, oh God, this just gives me a headache. It just gives me a headache talking about the rest of these guys. Um, Lou Dort at 4.4K. He practiced. Um, actually is in play. Like That does feel a little bit too cheap for a guy that probably plays 35-ish minutes. Um, so he's viable, Baisley viable, just like the Pistons. Like, ugh, it pains me to talk about this team, but he should get around 30 minutes. He's sub-5K. Um, and there's even a couple of guys I'll mention off the bench. Garrett Favors, last time they played the Lakers, he played 26 minutes. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to play 26 minutes again, but if we get close to 20 minutes in Favors at close to mid-price, I think he's worth a look in tournaments. And you, I'm just going to say, you cannot trust the big rotation. With Favors, with Robinson Earl, with Muscala, Isaiah Roby might see a couple minutes. You just, you cannot trust it. So, there's nothing here with confidence, I'll say with confidence. Mike Muscala, he played big minutes last game, 25 minutes. But I'm not confident, right? Because you just can't trust this rotation. Robinson Earl was going to get some run. Roby might get some runs. So, it's just uh, yeah, it's just a really, really disgusting rotation. And finally, the LA Lakers. So, in a game against the Thunder, with some blowout risk, um, I think all are just tournament plays, right? Westbrook, LeBron, and AD all over 10K. Unless LeBron sits, there's just not much here for me to like. Uh, again, LeBron James is questionable. He's going to be listed as questionable every single game. I fully expect him to play. Um, now, I will say, like at the end of the game, he did get a little bit banged up, but I expect him to play unless we are otherwise. Um, now, if LeBron James does get ruled out, then obviously Westbrook and AD look really good. Then that changes the whole slate, right? Then like value becomes in play. Like as Monk and Rondo who probably gets in the rotation. That would really change some things, but I do expect uh, LeBron to play. So if he does, they're all the secondary plays. Mello 5'3", doesn't really stand out. Bazemore, it's Kent Bazemore. Ugh, God, I don't want to play Kent Bazemore. Dwight Howard is questionable. If he does get ruled out, I think DeAndre Jordan's a pretty safe play play around 15 minutes, uh, play the backup five, and is a good point point for a guy, only 3.4K. All right, guys, uh, that is going to do it for the video. As you can tell, again, it's kind of just a gross slate. Like, There's no standout stud on the slate. Um, there's some blowout risk. Um, yeah, it's, it's not the most exciting game, but you have to choose between this or Thursday Night Football, or you just play both like me. Um, But as I said, that's going to do it. So if you guys have been enjoyed the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.